and welcome to today's podcast. I'm David Maldo, the founder and CEO of Let's Do Video, where we cover business communications and team productivity with a heavy focus on video. Today we're going to talk about some of the recent roll-ups in our industry and how they tie into our post-infocom trends. I have with me good friend and industry expert, David Danto. David, can you please take a minute to introduce yourself? Oh, absolutely. Hi, David. A pleasure to be with you as always. Um, I'm David Danto. I'm a Dimension Data America's Principal Consultant for Collaboration, um, and I'm also the IMCCA's Director of Emerging Technology. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be with you today to just chat a little bit about uh, what we see and what we see coming. Thanks. Um, first, uh, kind of an, uh, an overall theme. It, it seems like we had a lot of stuff leading up to Infocom, a lot of trends. Everyone's talking about huddle rooms. Um, Interop's always a big issue. Uh, productivity tools, these new workflow chat things, and it seems like after Infocom, everyone sort of just falls off the face of the planet. I don't know if it's <laughs> the summer lull or just catching up, but um, is it just now a matter of sitting and waiting for the next big rise when it comes time for the conferences next year, or do you see some big things still happening? Well, I, I don't know about you, but I left uh, Las Vegas and went right to Hawaii for a week after <laughs> Infocom. I, I needed the break. It had been a very busy year. And you're right, it is a bit of a summer lull. But but for guys like you and I and some of the other people in the industry, the analysts, there are some really interesting things coming on that that, that, that bode for some pretty significant change going on in the industry right about now. Um, we had all been preparing for some examples. We've been all, all been preparing for a Polycom's uh, purchase by Mitel. Um, and at the 11th hour, we know that didn't happen. And another venture capital company came in, Sears Capital, came in and took them over. And they're bringing Polycom private. Um, the Polycom leadership, they've had some interesting products come out, some you know pretty innovative catch-up products and some, some leap-ahead products. So how will Polycom emerge from this, you know, privatization, well, you know, they're obviously going to have to build and grow or find a new niche. You know, what the future holds for them is really, it's, it's interesting. I don't know the answer. I'm not saying it's great or it's terrible. We don't know. It's, it's something that people hadn't been contemplating. They'd been contemplating this uh, merger with Mitel and how that would play out. And now we have this whole new space to look at. So uh, I, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's exciting, but it's also scary because we're seeing so much consolidation in the industry. Yeah, I feel the same way. I felt like when I was analyzing the, the Mitel merger, there were all these little pieces of the puzzle. And, you know, they both make phones, so there's overlap there. But, uh, you know, Mitel is in this market, and Polycom is, is better with the enterprise. So they're going to be able to help each other in terms of market. And in technology, Mitel needed um, stronger video power, but Mitel had the UC play. So there was a lot of fitting the pieces together. And, and there were some questions. Is it going to make Microsoft mad because they're more of a competitor? But right. we sort of at least had a puzzle to try to fit the pieces into. With Cirrus Capital, they're not really, you know, a, a player in, in they don't they don't make phones. So you, what is gonna happen now instead of this Mitel Polycom unit that we saw having a place in the industry, it's Polycom sort of with a different owner but on its own again. Yeah, it's going to need to make investments um, as an organization. It's going to need to, to, to rebuild some of the space. Uh, they had made some pretty innovative uh, moves forward in endpoints and put some really interesting things on the table through the entire range. So you're right, it is it is all interesting. And, you know, it's not just them. I don't want to sing, single Polycom out because you've got a lot of question marks going on in the industry right now. If you, if you take a look at um, 
um, you know, Akano being purchased by Cisco, we knew, you know, that closed much earlier in the year. Um, as of the when you and I are talking, the Akano name is, is technically officially dead as of now. Um, the Akano product is now called CMS, the Cisco Meeting Server, um, and their application is CMA, Cisco Meeting Application. Um, and you've got Cisco with a, with a, a, a richness of tools in the collaboration space right now. You've got Spark, which is very exciting in the cloud and doing all the interesting team chat and, and work stream communication, whatever acronym you want to use. You've got legacy WebEx, which just won't die no matter how many Band-Aids they put on it. There are so many people that are using it. Now you add the Econo piece in and you add everything else and you dump it all in a pot and stir and everybody's asking, you know, the million dollar question, what's going to come out of that? Um, and I don't think they know yet. I think that's something that they're kind of working on trying to figure out the roadmap to. Yeah, and it's funny you you left something out, and it's the same thing that the Cisco people leave out when they talk about the roadmap, which is Jabber. They they have how many tens, hundreds, thousands of users uh, on mm -hmm. Jabber. It's it's enough of a user base that they're forced to continue to support it, but it's clearly not part of their vision. When they talk about the future, the vision is all Spark. I don't know how they're going to well, get WebEx into it, but it is Spark. I think I think the answer at a high level is relatively easy. The answer at a high level is you get the best of everything coming together, living in the cloud if you need it or on 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 prem if you need it. But which elements will stay? Which elements will go? How it'll be configured? What that path will be? Um, that I think is 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 it's been very quiet. And it's also in in all fairness, it's also Cisco's year end. You know, July 30th is the is is their year end, so they're concentrating on closing the books and getting the sales and making their numbers. And they have had some great numbers this year, um, so I, I wouldn't hold against them that they don't have a you know a marketing message, marketing machine out beyond that. But that's what the industry is going to be looking for: is that how are you going to take this blend of things and some of the new people coming back into the Cisco fold um, and come out of it with a vision so that everybody feels good, that the people that have these products are supported, but that you're moving into the future. And I agree with you that Spark is definitely going to be the leader in that. But where do they fit the other pieces and how do they fit it's all speculation at this point yeah i think their dream would be that their users self-migrate and they you know all the webex users and jabber users out there say wow look at all the great things they're doing with spark i'm just going to move myself over but we we know that people are a little uh a little more resistant than that so they're going to have to well, they're not them. exactly they're not exactly parallel products. They are in some. There are certainly overlap in some, but there's a lot of very unique things in each product space. It dates me, but it always brings me back to you know the late 90s when Polycom and PictureTel had merged, and they finally came out with this concept called Unified 5, which is their version 5 platform software so that every piece of equipment across their you know infrastructure and endpoints would work off of the same thing. I guess we're really looking for, for, Microsoft, for Cisco to come back with that same kind of concept, that here are all the pieces in here. Here's how they're going to unify and here where they're going to slot in and fit in. They see it at a very high level, but how it's practically going to be there and where the pieces are going to fall, I don't know. It's anybody's guess right now. Well, just my personal opinion, what I thought was most exciting from Cisco Live was the uh, integration that Spark's getting into the iPhone. You know, it's, it's one thing. <laughs> when my iPhone buzzes, it could be someone getting me on one of my many messaging apps. It could be an email from someone I flag as an important person. It could be some silly game I downloaded notifying me it's time to play the next round or whatever, but it's some app and I usually ignore it. When my phone rings, it's someone calling me and it's just on the phone app. If, if Cisco Spark is going to ring as if it's the, you know, f from a user's point of view, that's something you answer. That's your, that's your main means of communication. And uh, Apple's been pretty tight about allowing the, you know, the main notification, the ring of the phone to be tied to anything but Apple stuff. So I thought that was a huge victory for them. And um, 
you know, I mean, that could be be a big, big kind of boost that that Spark needs to get that sort of momentum going. Sure. I mean, I've been a Spark user since the early field trial, and I, I love a lot of the features of it. And I use it in productivity, you know, daily already. Um, there are some drawbacks. You know, Spark messaging and communication can either be have this room contact me every time, or don't have this room contact me every time. There's no way to mark a message priority. So you wind. I mean, there are a lot of things they need to change. But that integration of Apple and uh, and Cisco is interesting. If you think back, you know, I'm holding. I got props i've got props um <laughs> this is the, this is the last time you know that you had a business device integrated as tightly in workflow applications at work with the blackberry now you've got a good potential that the, that iphone which has got a very large portion portion of the smartphone market could actually be integrated as a technology workflow device in, in corporations and uh, and organizations so i i'm excited about that i'd love to see how it comes out it's interesting it'll be interesting to see because um apple is very tight-lipped about everything all the time anyway and uh, you know apple doesn't want to be in the position of even though they've partnered with cisco of not playing Playing nice with other firms, Cisco's competitors. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out when it comes out in the next probably month or two. We'll start to see more of that in the next version of uh, iOS and iPhone. Yeah, uh, I think so. And it's definitely exciting to see you know our little industry, the players in our little industry, uh, sharing a stage with with the big guys at Apple. Uh, I think that's really well, exciting. It's 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 kind of the full closure the full circle around consumerization taking over the business piece you know we we've been talking about consumerization for a long time you know clearly you know what what apple announces with an iphone is bigger than a cisco live nowadays um, certainly from press coverage, from media coverage. Uh, you guys know, you know that I attend um, a CES every year in January, and that is becoming the most important conference because there is no distinction between consumer technology and business technology anymore. That, you know, being an analyst at that show is probably one of the most important things that I have because it's that 18-month that look ahead, and now we're seeing it come to fruition in so many different ways. Now, speaking of um, bringing consumer apps into, into business, I think one of the biggest stories continues to be Skype. I know Skype for businesses is not Skype, but they're clearly marketing that way, and people are clearly thinking of it that way. It looks like Skype, um, and it's it really has the potential to make business video conferencing instead of, you know, this this workplace tool, uh, more like what you're saying, bringing consumer tools into into the mm -hmm. workplace. Um, and I think a big step, you know, the the acquisition of LinkedIn. Uh, I recently wrote an article mm. about it, and I think it's. Um, I think it's it's a big play for them if if they tie them in together and they didn't say they're going to. I mean, this is just me projecting and guessing, but uh, and we've talked about this before. They're they're in the directory hunt. They got a, a 500 million names or whatever with Skype. We got another I don't know how many 100 million with LinkedIn. Um, if every time someone contacted me on LinkedIn, they jumped into a Skype meeting with me, that would rack up a lot of Skype minutes for uh, for Microsoft. I th I would agree with you again. I don't have any inside information as well, but I think it was definitely a shrewd move by Microsoft. It certainly adds value to their Skype purchase uh, of of many years ago. That that they're they're on the directory hunt. Um, how do you reach out to somebody when you want to reach out to them if you don't have their email? You would either you know look for Skype or some messaging application, or most people in business would go to LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is a terrific platform. So you know it's it's. I think it was it was a shrewd move. I know that you know your friend and mine, uh, Simon uh, Simon Dudley, talks many times about how most of the directories don't matter anymore because we just use it in social media and we make that contact. But I have to tell you, you know, for for Microsoft to get into that space, although I, I agree it's a perfectly shrewd move around business, you know, I communicate with my family now on Facebook Messenger, and we don't care if we're texting or calling 
or doing video, it's a contact is a contact. And you look at Messenger and you look at WhatsApp and you look at some of the other rest of the consumer platforms that are out there. And, and it's going to be a big leap to get from the business platform to that ubiquitous consumer platform again. They're playing in a different space now. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's all part of the um, commoditization of video. You know, five or six years ago, if I said I wanted to meet with you over video, we discuss which solution we want to use because which one will give us the experience we want. They were that different. Some had better screen share, some had higher definition, some had better, um, you know, uh, quality over over the public internet. Mm -hmm. But there was a difference. Now video is pretty good. Even the consumer stuff is pretty good. So when I want to meet with someone, I'm not thinking in terms of tools. I'm thinking in terms of directory. Like you said, I have the same thing. If I want to talk to my sister, she's on uh, Facebook Messenger. If I want to talk to uh, my dad, he's always on, on Gmail chat. So I'm not thinking in terms of, you know, which, whether I want to use Google Hangouts or whatever, I'm not thinking of the tool. I'm just thinking of the directory. So by buying this massive directory and this business directory, um, mm -hmm. it, it's pretty clear to me what Microsoft is trying to get into there. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing that I would say, though, is that for you and I, first of all, we're freaks. You know, we could probably communicate at any given moment we're right now in the middle of this call using 19 different platforms and, and 18 pieces of hardware and software. So, you know, that, 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 that we can move around more quickly than the average person does. But for enterprises, um, clients, you know, uh, organizations that are using video, when you get into this environment where you've got a you know, it's, it's not okay that a call drops or you're subject to QoS rules that don't work or that the internet is bad. Everything's got to be working and working in exactly the same way. Um, what, what I think you find is that you still want to make the argument for, all right, I want one provider or one or two providers that don't just give me the least expensive equipment because, God, prices are going down tremendously, but can I manage it? What do I have to do? If, if you think of the typical video conference room of, um, of 15 years ago, even 10 years ago, you get a call. And you're the manager of that room. You get a call, and, and the call says the room's broken. Oh, great. The room's broken. What's the first thing you have to do? You have to send somebody to first find out if that's true. Right. You can't you can't accept that the room is broken. You have to say and they go, you know, your technician, your 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 escalation point and they test it. And if they find that it actually is broken, they still can't fix it. Now they have to call the vendor. The vendor's got to come in and they do the same thing. They have to verify what's actually wrong. And then they probably can't fix it. They have to then call the manufacturer and get a part shipped. So that whole cycle goes away now for enterprises that are putting in one-piece appliances or these off-the-shelf systems where you get the first call from the end user that says the room do doesn't work. You know what? I don't care if it's true or not. I'm calling up my, my partner. I'm calling up, opening up my, my, my TAC case if it's Cisco or whatever, and I'm saying room A is not working. Send me another part overnight. Send me another system overnight. The whole system gets dropped in, taken out. You never had to verify or troubleshoot. Upload it from the infrastructure and done. So, it's, I mean, it's a long way of saying I still think there's a lot of value for enterprises and organizations to have a hardware-centric uh, model for service um, because that's really what differentiates whether this stuff works. Does it work all the time in all the meetings? For us, for consumerization, yeah, it is really the Wild West out there. We can find – for everybody who's going to do it for a dollar, we can find somebody who can do it for 50 cents. And for everybody who will do it for 50 cents, we'll find somebody who will do it for free. Yeah, yeah we've reached the point of freemium video. Free, good freemium video. Um, yep. But I think you made a good point about when you go beyond freemium into business features, it, it's not just quality and more connections or whatever. Uh, manageability is huge. And, and I, I want to give credit to our industry, the vendors in our industry, because I think they get, a, uh, they get that. The last, not just the last few briefings, the last few quarters worth of briefings, 
when I speak with vendors and, and I say, oh, what do you have that's new? Oh, now you have recording or now you have this or now you have that. They really want to stress, we beefed up our manageability. The IT people, they can, you know, now they can mute the people in the rooms if someone has a dog barking or now they can see what the packet loss is. You know, they're always adding their manageability. We can, in the middle of a call, we can solve the problem. We can have reports so we could fix things. And they're very excited about that. And they want to make sure that when I write about them, I carry that through. Uh, and it's a little hard for me because I try to face the users who care about, is it easy to make a call and does it look good? But I, I do want to stress that it really is important and, and um, I, I like when I can report that people are getting it in the industry and I think they are on that one. And you know the flip side of that coin is a pet peeve of me that there are still manufacturers and software providers out there that are trying to pick off the low-hanging fruit saying, no, 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 we've got a cheap solution, slap it on a TV and you're done. And, and we know that's not the case. We know that, 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 that it's deceiving the end user without that manageability and without that platform. Um, so, I, and I feel really bad that this far in the industry, we still have to fight those messages from those companies that are, you know, either putting out, you know, uh, um, islands of video that don't communicate with anybody else, that, uh, that, that don't have any management capabilities, that say, oh, we're cheap, it's fine, just put it on a TV. Um, and then the first time they get it in there, they realize the microphone's too far away and the picture stinks. And so it's, 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 it's a shame that, you know, this many years into the industry, we still have to fight those beasts that are out there. But... But we do, and, 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 and when we get somebody who's been using that and show them some of this high-quality stuff, it's a, it's, it's a major leap forward for organizations. Yeah, you know, the dream for me, one day as we get to the point where uh, an entire room is one SKU, you just say, this is my sales meeting room, and it's one number, and you order it, and it comes with the, the right size, whether it's a whiteboard or, or, or you know, whatever you're going to share a screen on, uh, everything from the dimmers to the to the shades to the to you know to the software that connects it, it's all there. But for now, it's like you said, it's a hodgepodge. You get you, everything has to connect, and they're all different vendors, all different manufacturers, and uh, it, it is tough. Well, remember, we'll have to walk you through Dimension Data Catalog. We do that for clients, but that's a sales pitch. That's another story. <laughs> well, uh, moving on to the last um, acquisition I want to talk about today. Uh, this I thought was really interesting: to log me in and and go to meeting. Um, this is uh, a little bit different just because it's not as much, in my mind, not as much of a synergy as a, as a complete overlap. This, this really shows that our market's getting saturated and needs to, to roll up. Well, it's not just GoToMeeting. It was the entire Go-To platform. Go, uh, uh, Citrix had a number of um, applications that were, you know, directed for certain business verticals to do certain things, um, training, education. There were a whole bunch of them. Uh, but you're right. This is this is really just consolidation because, you know, a couple of years ago, the 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 difference between a web conference and a video conference went away. Um, all of the vendors now have high-quality video conferencing products that also provide, for the most part, web conferencing tools as well. So some of the legacy-only web conferencing firms are going to have to start consolidating, collapsing a little bit before the industry goes away. I just don't think that they could survive and make money as separate entities. Yeah, I, even within the companies, isn't there a, a go-to meeting and a go-to web conference? I mean, there's, there's different go-tos. That it, it should be go-to video, right? It, it, they could all be the same thing now. Well, that's, that's the change that's taking place. There's very little difference now between a video conference and a legacy web conference. There's very little difference in price. A lot of the, the, the major um, office suppliers, we talked about Microsoft, we talked about Cisco, um, you know, the, the, these, are, these are features of their existing core products and infrastructure now. These are not things organizations need to go out and buy. And in this whole world of unified communications and team chat and work stream communications, you now want to have a unified set of tools so it's not so hard to launch a separate meeting. You, 
you know, the Microsoft platform does a great job of this where, you know, you click on, you know, Skype for business meeting, one click, and your invitation populates with everything that you could possibly connect to. You want to connect from, from this, from that, from this, it's just available. Cisco has similar to that as well. Cisco's, um, um, I can't say Econo anymore, Cisco's CMS product um, supplements that Skype for business meeting if you use an on-prem solution where it'll also add in lines to do WebRTC and it'll add in lines to do your legacy systems. That's where the industry wants to go. A meeting is a meeting is a meeting. You don't have to differentiate use case. You click it, you invite people, they show up, and everybody meets. And all these other one-off fringe products that only do video or they only do web share or they only do control of a desktop, that, that's what we're going to see consolidate and probably eventually go away. Yeah. You know, in, in some ways, the technology already has consolidated, and some vendors are, are making a, a false distinction in order to, to not confuse the market. It might be a little confusing, but let me explain. There's at least two cloud vendors that I know of that can support meetings with thousands of people in them. But if they just sold video conferencing and said, oh, by the way, you could have meetings with thousands of people and, and keep 999 of them muted and, and broadcast, it would confuse people. So they sell their video conferencing solution and they sell their webcasting solution. It's the same. It's the same thing. It looks the same. It feels the same. The buttons mm -hmm. are the same. You know, it's the same codes, codecs going through and everything. It's the same technology, but they had to productize it differently because the market just doesn't understand that all video is the same anymore. The market thinks I need to buy one tool to do eight-person meetings and I need to buy another tool to do a thousand-person broadcasts. So we're we're kind of. Um, dragging along this this false distinction between between the two tools but i think we we need to for a while until people get it yeah, and, and, you know, a lot of young people are coming into the workplace, whether you want to call them, you know, Gen Y or, or, or Millennial or however you want to, uh, you know, it, 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 you're starting to see people that have never dialed a phone, that have never played a record, um, that, that don't understand these, what do you mean there's got to be this stuff on my desk? I do everything from my mobile. So in a mobile first world, you're starting to see, and, and what you're going to see probably over the course of the next five to ten years is things will change. If you look at what's gone on in 3D printing right now, just as one, you know, um, um, tangential example, the, the world of, of prosthetic limbs for, for people that have suffered loss mm. of limbs has been so incredibly expensive. And now you're able to do 3D printed limbs for a fraction of the cost and change people's lives. That's a very serious example of this kind of situation where, you know, to record um, a town meeting we would have gone, you and I might have gone in and gotten a video camera and we would have gotten a you know, VCR, the last VCR is being manufactured this month. Yep. You know, they, they, we would have gotten all of these tools to go into the room and, and, and somebody who has grown up with these things is just going to walk in with their smart device. And, you know, they're going to put it on Facebook Live or Periscope or whatever is the, you know, the application du jour. And all of a sudden, they are going to have changed the paradigm completely. The term that everybody's using is Uberized. You know, they're going to they're gone and changed the market um, around a paradigm that didn't exist before. So I think in collaboration, we're going to see more and more of that as at what used to be used as the technology to do something isn't necessarily going to be what we use going forward. We just can't we have to shed the expense and shed the silliness, but we can't lose the management capabilities like you and I were talking about. Yeah. I think we've already taken the, the first step in that direction, which is we're starting to use the phone as, as a remote control device to, to, to manage the systems in the room. There, some vendors already have it out. Others are working on it. But you have your video conferencing solution against the wall, and you walk in, and you 
open your app and that makes the call for you. So I think the first step is using this to control it. And the next step is this will be the brains. This will be running whatever, it, you know, you still have your big screen and your camera up there, but the meeting will be run through this and, and this will be, peripherals. Yeah. be everything. Yeah, everything will just be peripherals. Yep, and I agree with you. And and you should definitely look at Cisco Spark and what they've done. They they just um, announced. I assume they said by the end of July. So it's after July when recording this. Um, the that that the capability to use their smartphones from any of their video endpoints now exists across the spectrum in Spark. So you go into the room, and when you get next to the machine, they contact each other automatically. Your picture goes up over there. Swipe up and start the meeting. Swipe down to take the meeting off. I mean, it's it's really it, it's leading edge in terms of what's going on. And it's going to make ease of use simple because this device knows who I am. Um, it knows my calendar um, and it knows my preferences. So all I really need to do in terms of controlling the room is a button that says start now or no. I don't need any other buttons because it knows everything. I've preset it. Um, that's really going to be the future of you see in, of, of um, uh, um, control and, uh, and, and capabilities around you know the, the user experience. Yeah, exactly. And, and it f follows into what we've been what we've been hoping for for a long time, which is meetings that invite people and not systems. It doesn't matter which room I'm in, that room will light up because that's where I am. You're not going to call meeting room A and hope David's there. You're going to call me. Yep. That's how it works. That's how it works today for us. Now we've got to push that down to the non-geeky people and the non-nerds that don't use this technology every day. Exactly. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it easy on you. you know, it'd be, it would be fun to, to try to speculate what the next big trends are going to be, but it's going to be so long till we start hearing those uh, – uh, those pre-show buzzes, uh, you know, I mean, there's some things that are easy to predict, like what we were just talking about, you know, control getting easier, huddle rooms are going to continue to be hot, but um, things have been moving so fast in this industry, it's, it's hard for me to believe that when I'm talking to you in, in six months, uh, getting ready for EC and Infocom, that we're just going to be talking about more of the same. I feel like there's going to be something that, uh, I feel like we have more surprises coming coming towards us. Well, there. Don't forget, there is going to be an Infocom Connections in New York that the IMCCA is doing in, in November. So that's for the people that are on the East Coast. That's certainly worthwhile to come, or, come around and take a look at some of the sessions that we're doing there. And I expect we're going to get some news between now and the end of the year. The next big trade show that I'm probably going to be at, short of the staging show that I go to every year in October, is going to be CES, first week of January. January 2nd or 3rd, I think the press conference has started. And that's where you start to see what have these companies been working on, what's going to be the latest in technology coming out, and how will it then disrupt everything all over again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's 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 getting more and more fun every year. Yep. All right. Well, this is a lot of th fun. Thanks for joining me today. And uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. If you like this, please check us out at letsdovideo.com. And please be sure to sign up for my newsletter.